The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey everybody, Gabby Reese here. Please join me for my show where we're going to be talking about all things self-care. And I don't mean just eating and exercise. I'm talking stress, marriage, relationships, parenting, business, transitions. How do we figure out a way to be our best selves each and every day? So whether you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen, please join me. If you'd like, rate, subscribe, and leave us a review. If you want to see some of the behind the scenes action, just follow me at Gabby Reese. And remember, don't miss new episodes every Monday. Welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. I'm your host, Mariana Hewitt. In this episode, I'm joined by Melissa Wood Tepperberg, a digital entrepreneur and founder of Melissa Wood Health. She's certified in yoga, Pilates, and meditation, and we're chatting about setting intentions for the new year and being the best version of yourself. To hear about all this and more from Melissa, keep listening. What led you to becoming certified in yoga, Pilates, and nutrition? Oh my goodness. So many things, really. It was at a place in my life where I was really living a life of shoulds. I was modeling in New York for years and then moved into the acting space. And while I liked it, I wasn't exactly living my passion. I was just doing what felt like the next step in the field that I was in. So once I got really clear with myself that um, that wasn't what really lit me up, I decided to enroll at IIN. Literally, it was like I took a weekend to myself, got so clear with the things that made me happy. And it was it was really like the simplest things. And it just all redirected itself back to when I'm feeling centered, aligned, when I eat well, you know, I feel well in it. It was, it just felt like, okay, let me just try this on. So I enrolled there and that really jump started my interest. And it kind of like opened my eyes to the realm of possibilities of what I could do in the space. And after I left there, I worked with, I was working with an integrative doctor in the city as his health coach. I was the first health coach that he hired. And it was an amazing experience, opportunity. I learned how much I did not know, which was quite essential because I think, you know, people are so quick to call themselves experts in a space where there are so many people, you know, it's, you can be in a space, but I think to be an expert, it's, you know, it's like I worked with a a doctor who was an expert and he would ask me questions all day and I just didn't know the answer. So I got really comfortable being honest and saying, I don't know, I don't know, which was really hard for me. I was always like, I always wanted to act as if I knew everything, which I learned actually doesn't serve you. So it was a huge learning experience for me. And then I went off was coaching clients on my own. And while it gave me so much, there was something missing. And I I just felt it. I knew it in my soul that there was something I wasn't tapping into. Like my fullest potential wasn't quite being met. And I took this class one day in New York. I was walking home and I just, I didn't love the way that I felt. I, the teacher had kind of called me out and it just made me feel bad. And it was like a light bulb, but literally immediately went off. And, and I was like, I 
that's what I want to be. I, I want to be a teacher who makes people feel really good. Like not just, okay, great. You have a class and you know, you get a good workout, but I want to make you feel good from the inside out. And, and how can I do that? So I, I, it all started there. So it was, I almost did things like backwards. Like I enrolled at IIM. Then I started slowly teaching and sharing on Instagram. It was on stories when stories, you know, really became a thing. And I, I felt the, the interest that people had and, and, you know, they wanted longer flows and they wanted me to show more. And it, it led me to getting certified in yoga and then Pilates. And it really all started from there. You know, I downloaded the app maybe a year ago. I, I really started doing it in January of last year. I just feel your energy through my iPad screen and I don't really know how else to describe it, but you feel so personable and so comfortable and it doesn't feel scary to work out with you. It doesn't feel like dreadful. I enjoy the time I spend with you because it really feels like I'm working out with you and you're just speaking to me directly. And I love the aura that you have through our screen. And my mom was telling me the other day, she's like, you can feel energy you know, even digitally. And I, I feel that energy when I work out with you, even when you're posting on stories and stuff every single day. And um, for the people that don't know about the Melissa Wood Health Method that you have now in your app, tell us a little bit about your workout routine. Well, first of all, thank you. I have like the biggest smile on my face <laughs> because I remember that your words just mean so much. I remember you posting for the first time and I was like, oh, I can't believe she does my workouts. And I was just, I still get that literally like it's the best feeling. It doesn't get old. So thank you for that. And so my method is I want to like break it down in the most digestible way. So it's about using these slow controlled movements to sculpt these beautiful lines throughout your body. And, you know, I say long lean lines and like, what the hell does that mean? It means this muscle tone in your body that you for me, I didn't even know it was possible in my body because I had never experienced anything like this before. I was the girl who was working out, you know, I did an hour of cardio and then I had to do my weight training. And it was like, that was my mindset for most of my life. And if I didn't get that in, then I didn't have time for a workout. And after having my son, I was like, well, this doesn't work. How can I still, you know, prioritize myself, but see results? And then I married the two things that I really grew to love, which was yoga and Pilates. And after doing these like really 20 minute series in my living room is where I started sculpting this shape within myself and, and really just this definition, this muscle tone that I always desired, but never achieved. And I think it's truly, it's not just because of, I, I think the style of workout wasn't for me. I think everyone responds to different things. And this just settled me, but it gave me insane definition in my body. So it's like I felt calm going in. I felt calm leaving, but my body felt insanely strong. So, and it was all using my own body weight, mostly. It's like everything that I share is really intended for you to be able to do it anytime, anywhere, anywhere so that nothing stands in the way of you taking care of yourself. For me, this movement is really mindful. It's, it's learning to how to mindfully move your body in a way that feels good. And instead of just, you know, going in and pounding yourself to the ground to get a good workout in, and then 
possibly get injured or maybe feel super anxious after. I wanted to strip back all of those layers of the the mindset I used to have and share with people that you can actually love the movement and enjoy the movement that you do and have a crazy body while doing it. So that was, I mean, that's really how everything kind of came to life for me. Okay, I just have to break to tell you guys really quick about our brand new Summer Fridays launch. It is available now. You have been asking about this for so long and it is finally here. So I think you're going to really love it. It's Summer Fridays Cloud Dew and it is an oil-free gel cream moisturizer. It's ultra lightweight with three types of hyaluronic acid and it's perfect for thirsty skin. It's also got antioxidants and pineapple enzymes, which is going to help improve your skin tone and texture. The way that I like to use it is in my morning skincare routine. So what I'll do is I start with a cleanser, then I use my favorite CC Me Serum, which helps with hyperpigmentation and dark spots. Then I'll apply Cloud Dew. It's a gel cream formula and it really just glides on my skin and it's perfect to apply before wearing makeup. So as always, our products are vegan, cruelty-free, and in recyclable packaging. And it is available now at Sephora and SummerFridays.com. And then I love your philosophy of working out because you're always just like trying to squeeze in time. And even if it's just a few minutes. So when people see workouts like that, like what is your philosophy as far as like a 15 or 20 minute workout? Is that better than doing nothing for the day? Personally believe? Absolutely. I I think consistency of all things is, is key. It's the key component to truly experience results. You know, I think, you know, you can work out an hour three days a week, but there's something to be said about even doing a 10 minute ab series and let's say a 10 minute meditation. So, you know, also working the mind as well. And I noticed within myself, it was like, once I kind of scaled back from thinking I needed all this time, I realized how much I could get done, like how effective this is in such a short period of time. And then doing something daily, I think when you commit to it and you see, because people will say to me like, come on, there's no way I just have to do 20 minutes. And and I really think, I think as I'm growing with everything that I'm sharing, I'm like, I really think 20 minutes is such a sweet spot. Like if you can move your body for 20 minutes and if it's not 20 and it's 10 or eight or seven, do what you can with the time that you have available to you but just keep coming back because the next day you are definitely more likely to a feel and see the difference, right? Like I think it's more physical, this practice, but it definitely shows on the outside, but it all starts within. So when you feel that inner shift, it, it really, it just expands, you know, out of you literally. And when you when you come back to it the next day, maybe the 10 minutes turns into 12 minutes. And then the next day, maybe it's 15 minutes because you you'll inspire yourself to keep going because you you feel you'll feel phenomenal. And it just you you fuel off your own your own practice and your own commitment to self. I have a really short attention span at home working out by myself. So shorter workouts for me are just personally better. If it's too long, I almost feel like I don't have the time to do it at home. Even though you think like, oh, I have time at home. I'm not doing other things, but it almost seems like too daunting for me. And so 
uh, like a little tip I have is I'll just schedule it in my calendar as like a workout time for like 30 minutes. And I wouldn't, I can- I wouldn't cancel a meeting on someone else last minute. So why would I cancel a meeting with myself? So if you schedule it that. and it helps keep me really accountable, but, but for people who find like a really, find it really hard to find motivation to work out or they're low energy or not in the mood, how would they, you know, get in the mood to want to actually move their body that day? I, you know, I feel that way all the time. I think there's such a misconception with, you know, because I meditate and because I I share my workout that I just like jump out of bed and want to do this every single day. I know how I feel after. And that feeling that just, it's like this natural high that everyone wants to feel. Like even thinking about how I'm going to feel after helps me get there. But if I'm having a day where I'm just not in the mood. And I think a lot of the time, most people attach themselves to like their mood and then your habits kind of get, you know, geared towards your mood. Well, your mood can determine and fluctuate everything. So I think having like these healthy habits that that you, you show up for no matter what are the things that help you have these breakthroughs when this resistance comes up. But I love to put on an outfit that I love that like makes me instantly motivated the second I put it on and then turning on a song that just, it's like, I can't stand still. It just immediately makes me want to move. And it always does it. It does. And listen, if I need a latte, you know, maybe a supplement that gives me a little energy before, great. I'll do all the things because I know that the Melissa after a workout in a meditation is the Melissa that I want to move through life. The one without, it's like, I can you know, I have less patience. I'm super irritable. I can be reactive. So I know that it's like, it's my medicine and and I have to, I have to show up for it. It's this inner conversation. And I think with you too, what's great that you show is it's not just the fitness aspect of it, but it's mindfulness, meditation. It's the food that you eat, the way you live your life, you know, not having alcohol. So what is your mindset when it comes to what you put into your body? It's changed a lot. And I'm really grateful for the changes that have really happened, I would say, over quarantine. I am, you know, I'm very mindful of what I eat. And I was plant-based for years and vegan. And while I believe eating mostly like a plant-focused diet really serves me, there was this element that it was almost like too rigid. And I can, I tend to be that way. It's like, you know, it's like this way or this way. And I found throughout quarantine, like there were things that I was thinking about or like, no, it was making something and I wanted it. And then one day I was like, you know what, what if I just have it? <laughs> like, what if I just have it? And I, and I stopped labeling myself as being this thing, because what if I don't want to be that anymore? Or what if I, listen, there, there were many things that led me to eating plant-based and eating vegan, but I couldn't help the, the intuition that was kind of moving through me and, and feeling intuitively called to maybe try something or crave something. So I leaned into it full force and I feel that I have a whole new found freedom with food, which is so nice. I also, you know, years ago I struggled with an eating disorder. So I think it was also this, this layer that I've released of just being like, listen, 
I don't have to call myself anything. I can just be human and thrive eating the way that I know I thrive, but then also have an egg sandwich if I want or salmon at dinner if I crave that. And and it's it it just feels so good. It feels so good for anyone who's listening and has kind of locked themselves into a box and lifting a label just it's it's really nice and and there's no shame or guilt attached and you just intuitively eat what feels good. I mean, I read labels. I'm, you know, about eating like the cleanest source, but sometimes it's not that way and that's okay too for me. And I think that finding that balance has been really essential as me as a mother as well. And you said that 2020 really like helped you reevaluate you know, what you were thinking, like, as far as it comes to food. And I think this year really made people think about their priorities. So is there anything that's helpful for people to, you know, lead a more fulfilling life that's one with intention and led by really like a lot of intuition? Yeah. You know, I, I have been journaling more and I find like getting really clear with myself and asking myself questions and then being really honest with the answers are, Am I happy? Am I happy doing what I'm doing? Like, where are you putting your energy? Do you feel that you're living a life of alignment? You know, are you showing up as the person that you say you are on Instagram? I think getting really honest with ourselves, like it just, it helps you move forward and become more aligned naturally with the things I think that are meant to be in your life. And I I think that was one thing for me that led me to just experiment with with not having a drink because when i would drink the next day i didn't necessarily love how i was like i i noticed how different i was with my kids or how annoyed i would get with my husband and just it doesn't have to be that you have to stop drinking but i think just getting really honest with yourself and one thing like doing morning pages and just letting it flow like letting everything that's going on in your life, exactly how you feel. Just let it out, let it on paper, because I think there you release it. And then you can take a second and a step back to read it and look and look at it and maybe wrap your head around, okay, I don't like all of these things. Like what can I do to change? And and I think, you know, change can happen quite immediately and it can be like the smallest shift in your day, like waking up in the morning and not going through your phone first thing like that is that changes everything it changes the way you the the way you move about your day you're you're naturally less anxious you're not just going off this checklist of like i need to respond to this i need to do you know i'm i'm actually not the most goal oriented person because i think it's like this for me like it it's i move more towards like what intuitively feels good and and what i want to spend my energy doing and then ask myself, like, did I feel good doing that? I think this year has, I've like deepened my relationship with self and it's helped me see, you know, who I really am and, and my flaws vividly, which is fine. We all have them, but things that I'm like, you know what, I really don't want to show up that way. So what can I do so that I minimize that kind of behavior, behavior and, and those patterns within and I think it all really boils down and comes back to our habits and how we live our live our daily lives. Like the simple things, like what what do you do in the morning? First thing, what's the first thing you do? What's the first thing you eat? And 
I think like just writing it down, it's, it's amazing to see like most of our time we're spent giving to everyone else, but ourselves our entire day, we are programmed to just give, 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 and then we're drained and then we're miserable. And then we, you know, lean into alcohol and it's, I think, I think just getting really, really honest with yourself and writing things down is it's really essential for that change if you want that. And you mentioned earlier before you went to nutrition school that you didn't feel like you were living your passion. So how can someone really tap into finding their purpose? Found that weekend that I, the weekend I was talking about when I was still acting and modeling, when I I took a weekend to myself and it, it doesn't have to be a full weekend, but even just two days of you know, taking a weekend, making no plans, but to be with yourself. And obviously times right now are a little different, but, you know, maybe taking a little break off, off social media and from television and all electronics, uh, all electronics and just tapping into the, the things that make you really happy. It was so interesting because I had never gotten that clear with myself on the things that just need made me really happy. And I think when you, when you carve out a little space to quiet all of the noise and to, um, do less, which is the hardest thing, right? That's the hardest thing for us to do is to be less productive. I think it allows that like inner voice to really speak loudly enough for you to hear maybe the truth or the the reality of the things that you love that maybe you're afraid to do. And maybe it's like your fears get louder, but it it will open up so much space for this creativity to come through. And I mean, that's starting a meditation practice, like changed my entire life. I mean, I'm a completely different person because of this practice, because I was the girl who woke up and it was like, I had to work and I had to do this and I had to meet my friends for dinner. And, and I just, I never gave myself any space to like understand who I was as a person. I just lived life on autopilot. And like, that's really easy to do in New York in general. But I mean, I still, just so you know, it's like, I still do, like, I still have these moments where I'm like, okay, how did I feel today? Did I feel fulfilled? Or did I feel like a lot of, a lot of the days this year as well, I've been feeling like it's, completely tapped out how like what can i do to make it so that i'm still being you know going about my day running my business but not feeling like completely exhausted at the end of the day and that for me is like maybe not doing that one zoom call and moving it to a day that i don't have so many things so it's a lot of things but i think when you break it down in such a digestible way and just like bring that pen to the paper things can really really change and I know how important meditation is for you. And I know I see you post it in the morning and it speaks to the habits of like making it part of your routine. But for somebody getting into meditation for the first time, do you like to set the same time you do it every day or a certain amount of time? Or do you really just like let it flow? So before kids, yes, I was like, I didn't do shit before. Like if I didn't <laughs> meditate, I wouldn't do anything. And now I kind of laugh at that old self where I'm like, oh God, like <laughs> if I could take back saying that. But now I I do try to, like my daughter woke up at 4.30 this morning, which was so, she never, I mean, she hasn't done that in a long time, but she woke up at 4.30. I had my alarm set for 5.45 to wake up and meditate before the kids. So mornings, like 
easily and like get irritated by that where I'm like, oh, like I needed that time to myself. But now it's like, okay, this is, this happens. And I do think meditation has helped me be more easeful with things not going my way. Very aware of like, I have controlling habits and I want things to go one way, but they don't. And motherhood has really taught me that. But so for instance, today that didn't happen. I ended up going, having my husband get up with her and then I went back to bed. So the first thing that I did when our nanny got there was meditate. So I try to carve out that time before they wake up. But when life throws stuff at you, I think you just adjust and you find those moments where I easily could have just gone and answered emails and done all of these things, which are essential. But I think for me, just sitting, I did a the 12 minute meditation and then going about my day. It's just things almost move through me in in a more like mindful way instead of me just running through the day without creating that space for myself. Any advice for someone who's new to meditation? Because I feel like so many of us have a really hard time just like settling down and not letting our minds wander. Yes, I do have some advice. So I think the most important thing is that's okay. So we're not meant to turn off our thoughts and just have a completely quiet mind. It's almost nearly impossible to do that. Our minds are meant to work. So if you can just sit down and not judge your process or your practice, that changes everything. Because instead of, I mean, I used to judge, I sit down and and say afterwards, like that was an awful meditation. Well, if you say that, what are the chances that you're going to want to come back the next day if something is awful? Not very likely. So I think doing it, not judging it. When I guide, I guide as if it's someone's first time because I want you to feel so much ease with the, with the process. And, and it's, you know, I think first and foremost, just sitting comfortably coming back to your breath and almost watching that inflow and outflow of your breath. Like you're sitting on the beach, watching the waves pass. It's like they come and they go. And so do our thoughts. So instead of attaching ourselves to our thoughts, we can make the choice to focus on something else. So I think it's just constantly like redirecting our attention, our energy to something that serves us. And it's if there's any way for me to to break down meditation, it's that. And it, it doesn't have to be intimidating. And I was intimidated by it for so many years. And I, I think there is so much more for me in the meditation space because I'm feeling so deeply called to continue really moving with this practice because it's it's just, I think it's the foundation for inner peace. I really do. And I started sharing because I didn't want people to feel intimidated. And I wanted to share it in a way where it felt welcoming and, and for you to come back and that you're not doing it wrong. So finding a teacher that you connect deeply to. I mean, I would say go to workshops, but when that all opens up, going to workshops and there's so many beautiful places within and in in New York and online, so many incredible resources. Something that I like to do too, you were speaking about like mantras during meditation and I like to like just kind of make up my own. They're not like ones that I find anywhere. I'm a really big like visualizer and I definitely believe in Mm -hmm. manifesting. Do you believe in the power of manifestation? Oh my God. Yes, I do. And I have gone, I mean, this is something right now where it's like, I'm 
carving out space for that daily. And it, so in the morning, it's, it's so funny. Cause like when I share things, it's like, there's so many things, right? There's all these things, but I think when you want nothing in your life, but to feel good and to feel really good in your body and your mind, I'm the type of person, like I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Like I'm willing to wake up at five 30 in the morning, which is the last thing on earth that I truly want to do because I love to sleep but I'm willing to do that because I know that I'm going to feel so much better and I'm going to show up bigger and I'm going to really fulfill my purpose in life when I move through the things that I don't want to do half the time. And I've been ending my day. So when I put my son to bed, I lay with him. I'd say it's a lot of people like to call it a bad habit, but it's one habit that just makes me happy. And I love that time to connect with him. He loves to talk. He's a big talker like me. So I say, okay, that's it. Like now it's quiet time and there's no more words. And I put my right hand on my belly and my left hand on my heart. And I, that's when I really do my visualization and manifesting. And I mean, I, I have brought in so many things in my life, but I think the more that I'm tapping into it um, consistently, it's it's like you see the world differently, right? It's you you see the realm of possibilities. Where before I was the girl, you know, from a small town who I thought everything was impossible. I thought having a, a happy family was impossible. I thought living a happy life of fulfillment was impossible. It's like, I didn't see that kind of stuff growing up. So now that I know it's possible when you believe it's possible and you believe so much that you like, you bring it into your life and even the space right now. I'm in my first space. I'm in my first, it's an office and I have an area where I film all my workouts. Now I just film my first workout there. And it's, it's like, I, I have literally brought this into my life through my, through manifesting it and believing it and envisioning it. And it's so powerful beyond words. I feel like it's definitely working because you've built such an incredible business for yourself. And this year, I feel like your growth has been incredible. So when did you really start noticing that you were gaining attraction on Instagram? When we went into lockdown in March, I'm not a big numbers person. I'm not like, I have this many followers, but <laughs> you know, there are things that we, we do. I do have someone on my team that tracks and going from 250,000 followers to 500 in a matter of wow. six weeks was insane. Like I was like, what? Like I couldn't even believe it. And, and it's, it is like, I went into quarantine and came out like it's, it completely changed everything for me. And, you know, in such a horrific time that I don't wish on the world or anything and true silver lining to be able to share with people a practice that can bring you to a place of peace in the most um, unpeaceful of times. So truly unbelievable. And for the business of wellness, there are aspiring trainers who either want to start an app. What's been really helpful for you in growing that? Because it is difficult to gain new people, especially if people don't have a large social following yet. It is. It's so funny you just asked me this because today I was like, I want to share a post for all creators and teachers in the space who are kind of forced into this digital world now, right? Because I started digital. I started, I didn't start teaching in person. Um, I Everything I did was online. So, 
you know, I would say to anyone out there who's in this position is, is first of all, maybe <laughs> you can mute me too. Well, where I go, where I'm going with this, mute the people who kind of make you feel you're not doing it or, or maybe that you're intimidated by or that you're feeling threatened by because I think that is one thing that can really stand in your way. There's a lot of competition in the space and if you can strip that away and focus on what makes you different, what you bring to the table. And I mean, I started in my living room with a $24 tripod. I had no sound. I had no lighting. So I think that does go to show that it's not just about the production and things being beautiful and seamless. It's people want to connect with humans and they want to connect with people who inspire them and motivate them, but, you know, get them a great workout or meditation or whatever it is that you share. And I think just really bringing to light who you are so authentically just being yourself, not trying to be like someone else or do things the way someone's doing it, because that never works. It never really works. If you think about it, like even people I'm inspired by, if I try to do something the way they're doing it, it will never read because that's theirs and I have to find my own way. And I, I, I think kind of, you know, I stepped in when digital wasn't the biggest of things really. And it allowed me to really see that, like, I do think it's possible for everyone if you want it, but you also, you have to be really consistent just as you are with, you know, your own practice and sharing your work and kind of come up with a system that works for you. Like, you know, for me every Monday, and now I introduce every Friday, I share a new flow, but maybe for you, it's every Wednesday. And I think however it is, you know, a system that works for you and for, for your members and your audience so that they, people like to know what's to come. I wanted to ask, what is a favorite piece of a career advice that you've received? It would have to be, I'm always like so careful with this one, because it's not that everything is about money, but it has taught me that time is the most important thing. My husband, Noah, he always said, like, I would, you know, I used to say things like, oh, I have to go uptown. I have to do this. And he's like, babe, why don't you just have someone do that for you? And then, you know, you can go to your office because time is money. Like every hour that you spend doing something else when you could be, you know, actually utilizing your skill set is essential. So that has been something that really helped me understand that like everything I say yes to is very important for me to feel like a hundred percent in alignment with it. So like no's are equally as important as my yeses. And it's, it's helped me really put my time and energy towards the things that I actually want to. You know, I think this is something that I'm really working on as well as a people pleaser and like wanting to do things for everyone. And, and I think it's okay. It's, it's okay that I can't and just being honest with that. And it's been really, really helpful in my own growth and for just putting my energy towards the things that I absolutely want to. Unrelated to you, but it's related because it's your husband. Um, he's in hospitality and so many restaurants and stuff are closed right now um, due to COVID. So because you have some like inside advice, is there anything that we could do to support local restaurants? Oh, I love that you just asked that. Yes, we can tip delivery men as much as you can. I mean, I think generously buy gift cards for 
people in your life as gifts. We can order online, order takeout, maybe, you know, just as you're like planning your weeks, maybe, you know, the the nights that you, you'll cook in and then the nights that you order out and supporting restaurants. I think different restaurants every week is essential. And Noah's company created a fund, a, a relief fund for their employees who have families and, you know, are barely able to make ends meet at this point and to be able to help them has been essential. You know, uh, there's a lot of restaurant funds out there. So I think giving what you can and, and just, you know, sharing on social media, sharing the restaurants you love, we're working on a post right now. And it's so nice to just give the love to, you know, I think truly the heartbeat of New York is like restaurants and the fact that that's just not a thing right now. It's so heartbreaking and just for everyone in the world. So I think support, support, support and share, share, share is essential. Thank you. I think that's so helpful. And especially the dip, tipping delivery people. I see, keep seeing all these TikToks where people are like, yeah. I had a hundred dollar order and they tipped me either $0 or only $2. And so if people are going out and getting food for you and bringing it to you, especially in cold weather, definitely um, show those people some extra love. Yes, absolutely. We talked about mantras earlier. I want to know if you have a current mantra that you are repeating to yourself or a favorite one. My favorite one that I say to myself before everything that I do is be who you are. Because I think I get this natural nerve where I'm like, oh God, like I can't believe I'm doing this or this or that. It's like, I'm doing what I'm doing because I'm, I am who I am. So just keep being that, keep being exactly who I am, show up as you are. And I think that's, that's when life gets really good when you stop pretending to be something that you're not. I also wanted to ask, because I know you love sharing your beauty products online. I definitely bought that lymphatic drainage thing <laughs> because of you. Uh, yeah, oh, you I did. did. I want to know your three <laughs> holy grail beauty products or tools. Well, first of all, I, I swear to you, I like want to take, I'm going to fully take a video after this and show you on social media. I am holding your Summer Fridays lip butter balm because it's insane. I like keep one of my desk. It's I'm obsessed with it, but I know we're talking skincare, but just so you know, I love, love, love this. Thank you. I feel like everyone does. I see everyone post it. It's so good. I would say my gua sha, my facial gua sha and my body um, lymphatic drainage tool. Can we talk body and face? So that's two. Those are my like, if anything has changed, it's oh my goodness, like using a body lymphatic drainage tool on myself because I always have. I have a girl that does it, but doing it on yourself is wow. Like we have learned so many at-home things and this is the one thing that has made such a difference. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining. I hope everyone loved this episode. Where can everyone do your workouts? Everyone can do my workouts on melissawoodhealth.com and my app is melissawoodhealth and my Instagram is melissawoodhealth as well. Thank you so much and happy new year. Thank you so much for having me. Happy New Year to you. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.